It takes more than not knowing what LGTM means to be a great engineer. This is Soft Skills Engineering, episode 246. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast for software developers who may or may not know what LGTM stands for. I wonder what you would think if you just had to pick it up from context. Because it could either be like a really, it could be a really sick burn, right? <laughs> you put in a pull request, someone says LGTM, they don't say anything else to you. No one else comments. Like, oh, <laughs> who did I offend? Losers go to Massachusetts. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like this one from our soft skills engineering Slack. Leaving, goodbye, try Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, this Slack channel is so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of Slack channel, should I talk about from whence it came? Yes. Indirectly by talking about our patrons? Indeed. All right. Thank you to these folks who get a shout out every week. Thank you to Adrian Bordink, Roman Denisov, FizzBuzz Influencer, Code Lemur, Christian Polanco, Oladapo Fade, Kjarn Svensson, Ragnar Hardison, Nick Hathaway, Travis Sanders, Dennis Bogdanov, Braden Kane, Stephen Armanley, John Grant, Chris Hogan, the Agile Ventures Charity. Nick Cantar and Philip John Basile, thank you to those folks who contribute at the level that we shout them out every week. Thank you to everybody else who has contributed. If you're a part of this group, you get an invite to our Slack unit. Our Slack thing. <laughs> unit. <laughs> what is it called? A team? No, I, I think they stopped using the word team a long time ago. I think they used the word really? workspace is now the Slack ah. moniker. But I say Slack community. Yeah, you can come type words and we will read them. <laughs> okay. And other people will read them, more importantly. Yeah, and they'll say funny things and we'll just not. We'll just have a good laugh. <laughs> we'll crib from your good ideas and use them as intros. Yeah, so that's exactly right. And if you join Slack, I promise you'll see some reaction emojis from me once in a while. I think I react to everybody who joins. Oh, dear, that's great. That's how much I care. I, yeah. I press one keyboard shortcut and then click one button. Or sometimes if the emoji's already there, I just click one button. That's a <laughs> pretty low bar. If someone else already put it in for you. Yeah, it's a really good group. I learn stuff. There's some, some wise folks in there that bounce yes. ideas back and forth. And you'll never know which one is my sock puppet account <laughs> that I use to ask questions I'm too scared to admit I don't know the answer to in real life. That's right. Jameson actually became a supporting patron just so that he could have an anonymous account. <laughs> I just use it to send creepy DMs to Dave. Yeah. <laughs> We okay, so now now is a great time to join because we are six members away from hitting five hundred members of this Slack community. Oh, cool. Which means that we're eighteen members away from hitting five hundred and twelve. Exactly. And which that's is the a number, number that's the number that actually matters. If you are the five hundred and twelfth <laughs> member to join, Jameson will personally give you a reaction emoji on your <laughs> on your welcome message. <laughs> I thought you were saying they get their own. We could do that too. Oh, yes. I mean, technically everyone can do that in Slack, so it's not a big prize. Yeah. I don't know. We'll think of something. Yeah, we'll think of Anyways, something. Anyways, we haven't told people how they can do this. They can go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon and then do the stuff it says there. They've they've got their conversion funnel pretty well worked out, I hope. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope if you want to give us money and you click that button, then it just works. That's their job. Do you want to read our first question, Dave? Yes, I do. This comes from an anonymous listener who says, I listened to the show while I'm working out and wanted you to know that I've almost dropped the weight on myself multiple times when one of you cracks a funny joke, which is often I'm learning to be more careful. 
<laughs> or stronger. You're just getting You're stronger. <laughs> your core strength. You know, your core really does strengthen when you laugh. So good job. Yeah. And when you drop barbells on it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did not mean to insult you or come across as insensitive when I laughed at the fact that you almost hurt yourself because you were listening to our podcast. But I'm sure much worse things have happened to people's careers from listening to our podcast. <laughs> this listener goes on to say, I work for a growing startup as a dev manager. Hiring has proven to be one of our most difficult challenges. We had one candidate in particular that would qualify as a potentially, quote, risky candidate since they lacked experience in our industry. We ended up hiring them because their salary requirements were so low. They were half of what we pay other junior engineers. They quickly proved to be miles above the junior engineer position. They have strong technical skills, are proactive when resolving problems, and have raised the bar for the entire dev team. They currently meet all the criteria for what we would call a senior engineer at our company. I've started feeling uncomfortable about how little we are paying this person. I've brought this concern up with management, but their take is that if they asked for the little amount that they did, then we should leave them at that for as long as they are comfortable there. <laughs> oh, oh, oh humanity. Okay, it gets, oh, it gets better. So it gets better. The part that takes this to a whole new level of humanitarian concern for me is that in passing, I found out that this person is trying to get approval for adoption, and that is why they had to leave their consulting background and settle for a salary job. I'm familiar with the adoption process, and if we were paying them what they were actually worth, or even 25% closer to that number, the entire process would be different for them. I want to take care of the company, but I also believe that we should be paying people what they're worth. What should I do? Oh, man. So it went from like... This company is taking advantage of this person too. This company is is evil, like literally evil <laughs> and needs to be stopped. Yeah. Most people who are underpaid are not trying to adopt. So hopefully this advice is, is general to situations where it's not just that you need it to help another human. It's just that you're not making what you're worth. Yeah. Adopt this person and then give them <laughs> an allowance. An allowance. <laughs> yeah. You're and now my you're that. now my child. Here's your allowance. Yeah. It's $10,000 <laughs> a quarter. <laughs> so, I mean, the company is is clearly dumb and wrong, right? Like Okay. It sounds like they're saying it's for their own good. They're they're more comfortable at this level. Yeah. You wouldn't want to upset <laughs> them. I wouldn't want to give them any discomfort. <laughs> they would pay a higher income tax rate, so it's like they would oh. have less money actually. Oh, yeah. This is yeah, they, for they sure. They not qualify for food stamps anymore. <laughs> like, more money, more problems. Yeah. I mean, think of all the problems. Look, they, they might have to start. They might not qualify for Roth IRAs. I mean, we don't want to get them anywhere near that. This would yeah. be bad for them in the long run. Keep their life simple. Yes. Really, it's the best. Yeah, this just feels so obviously self-serving and short-sighted. It's not just self-serving, it's short-sighted because this person will eventually find out, right? Like... If they're this talented, they're probably smart and can figure out eventually what developers get paid. And if they find out that they are contributing well above what they're getting paid, they could yep. just go get a different job. Yeah, you'll lose it. cost them. you a lot of money to replace this person, way more than you're paying them. But think about all the money the company saves while they wait for them to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Do you want to be the bad guy in somebody's story? Because you are, and, and this person will tell lots of people. <laughs> I got to say, though, you are the bad guy behaving exactly as we expected you to behave. Yeah. You're in a tough spot. It's it's almost worse for you that you know that they're going through an adoption process because your company does not care at all. Yeah. People care, 
but your company as a whole isn't going to have a special field in their HR form saying, is this person experiencing a heart-rending situation that would be made better if they get a raise? Right. They're built to not think about that. That's right. They are designed <laughs> to avoid thinking about that. So it used to be you worrying about fairness, but now it's now now you worry about fairness and like very deep impact on their family. Yeah. I don't know. This is where I would like trip and drop a sheet that listed everyone's anonymized <laughs> salaries or something like oh oh what have i dropped oh yeah I, i'm having trouble reaching down to pick that up could you get that for me oh hold on i'm getting a phone call just just hold that paper for a minute <laughs> <laughs> right up to your face <laughs> yeah. oh the, the sun is so bright can you just hold that up and block the sun a little bit just look right at that it's been too long since we've made an office reference. Do you remember the episode where Michael goes to get a raise from his boss, who is also his secret girlfriend? Maybe. Basically, he goes to try and get a raise. They have a, a secret sidebar conversation where she says, you have to ask for this much, and then I will counter and give you this much. But you have to ask for this higher number right. so that I can show I talked you down. And then he steps in and asks for the higher number. And she says, no, I'll give you 12%. And he's like, I will take not a penny less than the original number I asked for. The point is The Office is a show that is has happened in life, I guess. Yeah. And also that I think you have the chance to help your team and your company and this person. If it's not going to torpedo the company to pay this person what they're worth, then it's going to be better for the long run if you pay them what they're worth. They'll, they'll stick around longer. You're avoiding a time bomb that is ticking right now where they'll find out eventually and just rage quit someday. Yeah. I think it is in the company's best interest to pay someone a reasonable salary and, and not take advantage of them because they didn't ask for enough. Probably. But I'm going to put myself in the shoes of the machine that was built to minimize expenditures. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, you, that the, this machine could string this person along and then when they raise the issue, fix it then and keep them? It depends on how long they get strung along. It depends on how offended this person is. By the fact that, I mean, maybe they know and they just feel like they, they have to prove themselves before they ask for more. Mm -hmm. Maybe they think everybody makes like single digit dollars a year or something. <laughs> and that's just how it works. Everyone that's... else just is fantastic at sewing their own clothes and <laughs> building their own cars from scratch. <laughs> wow, your car runs so well. <sighs> I think there's a chance that they would quit. Wait, yeah. didn't you quit? In this situation? Me? Yeah, weren't you this guy or person? Or did you stay? Wasn't there some story? I feel like you've told this story before where you found out you were underpaid or you, you, you got a raise and you said it wasn't enough and then they tried to pay you more. Oh. Which of these stories was it? <laughs> I don't know. I think you may have mixed three or four stories into one. Okay. But I feel like there was a there was a time where a company tried to retain you and you you were gone already because partially because you were upset that they didn't pay you enough earlier, right? Well, yeah, maybe that played a little bit into it, but I don't think I don't I do know the story you're talking about. And it was a situation where I asked for a certain amount of money and they said no. And they offered me about a fourth of the delta from my salary to the next to the level I was asking for. So about a month uh -huh. later, I quit and they immediately came up with a uh, new offer that just happened to be what I had asked for previously. And yeah. so it kind of just showed me that even though they said they couldn't, they actually could under the right incentives. So I don't know about adoption. I assume that there's some incentive to show stable employment. So there might be a problem with switching jobs that this person doesn't have that option. Yeah, it could be. It could be. 
good news, just like the employer doesn't care that this person's trying to adopt someone so that they don't have to pay you more. They also don't care that you're trying to, this person is trying to adopt someone. So you're not actually going to take a, a competing offer from another company. Like you could just go out and interview and get an offer and then try and use that to negotiate. Yeah. That's one thing. Now, oh, man, it's really a bummer. I know how much you love that, that. Oh, the slime ball technique. Yep. The, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to hate that less and less. <laughs> it's just so darn effective. You're fighting slime with slime. I mean, yeah, well, in this case, definitely, right? Yeah, this is such a complicated situation. There are so many variables here where if you just removed one of them, it would be so much easier. Like, for example, if if the adoption thing weren't on the table, easier situation. Yeah, just go get a job. Maybe it's the one you still have, but they pay you more. Right. If this person who's asking wasn't a manager, easy situation. But now this person is aligned with the machine that's causing the problem. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, I feel like you have to make the financial case for why it makes sense to pay them a going rate. Salary adjustments are a thing that companies do sometimes, and it's a time bomb that's going to go off someday. It will. It will. And you do have a risk there. And it will be if they choose to leave because they find out how egregiously underpaid they've been, then it will it will definitely cost you a lot more than you've saved is my guess. And you could probably make that case. It's very expensive to hire people. I've been holding this thought in my back pocket, and I, I didn't want to say it, but I think I will. If you weren't a manager, this would be an easier course of action to pursue. But since you are, this is kind of in conflict of interest territory. But if you feel really strongly about this, here's what I would do. And I, pro oh gosh, even just saying this out loud, I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> but you, you kind of made a joke about dropping salary information in front of them. I would go to them. One option you could do here is go to them and say, look, you are severely underpaid and here's how much you need to be making to be on par with where you're performing. The only way to get this money is to threaten to quit. And if I yeah. go to management and say, I have a flight risk here, I'm going to risk losing this person unless we pay them X right now. They, you know, they're ready to go to another company. That's the only way. Right. And so let's let's work on that together. You know, and maybe you do this off the record. I don't know. See that? I, like, just just even saying this out loud, you could get fired for doing that as a manager, and that's why this is such a complicated situation. Yeah, you could. I'm pretty sure it's sharing salary information is legally protected in the United States, though. So they would have to tell you it was for something else, I guess, which is not impossible. <laughs> but I don't know. I I feel like I like making people happy, and companies are not people. So I would be more inclined to try to suggest to this person that they are underpaid, and here's some. Mm -hmm. escalating sequences of actions that they could take to try and rectify them. It is a lot easier to get a raise if your manager really, really, really believes that you're worth it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little unclear whether this person actually reports to the question asker or if it's like someone that was hired on another team. But if they report to you, I think that also makes it hard. But at the same time, easy Why? because, yeah, I was, I was going to say- Yeah, you're supposed to go to bat for him. But if it was some other team member, you could do the surreptitious thing a little bit better. Yeah. That is such a, a tricky line to walk. But I do think they've already gone to management and said, I want to pay them more. And management has straight up said no. So now you don't have the, that option. That's off the table. We should leave them there for as long as they're comfortable there. That's just such a such a soulless phrase. <laughs> yeah, as long as they are comfortable. Double speak. yeah. They're comfortable. Don't disturb their comfort. I don't know. I mean, quit your job always applies. So that's the universal answer. You could quit this job and go get a different one where you don't have to work with somebody who's dramatically underpaid mm -hmm. i don't know i think 
I think it would be worth, well, I was about to say, I think it'd be worth raising the issue more strongly. Yeah. But then the risk there is if you raise the issue more strongly with management and they still say no, and then mysteriously this person comes in and says, hey, I found out I make half of what all the other junior (laughs) engineers make. There will be some pointed looks going towards you. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. How did you find this out? Yeah. So you either I think you have to go one track or the other. You have to either go all in on convincing management to pay this person more, or you have mm-hmm. to go under the table. And I think if you go all in, one option you could do is you could play the the finance card like you just described, which is basically that this is financially not in our best interest to do this to keep them low, or you could try to appeal to their humanity and say, you are a bunch of scumbags for paying this person so little. You know, <laughs> you know they're worth more and you are yeah. extorting labor from them and just try it. In my experience, that approach, you know, you win more, you, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. That's one of those, but it could work if you've already tried the other approach and it, and it didn't. The other one is, this is potentially a wild success, right? This is a person without a ton of experience. They started at a low rate to make up for the fact that it was a risky hire from the company's part. Yep. And then if this ends up as right now, it's half of a good story where they succeeded wildly and the company is the bad guy and is taking advantage of them. If it turns out to be a pipeline to success, then that's a thing you can use for recruiting. Like that's, that's a thing a ton of companies are looking for. How do we identify uh, junior developers or junior engineers and, and bring them in well. And if you don't, adjust the compensation of this person it turns into a more of a predatory thing of like yeah. how do we take advantage of these rubes or these people who don't have a <laughs> yeah. lot of options yeah and i'll tell you that technique the the first one you mentioned the success story turned good that does work i've seen that work where you can go to your company and say this person we they were a risky hire we took the risk it paid off we got them for cheap for a long time they've de-risked the situation now we need to we need to bring the compensation up to to account for that de-risking that, that took place. And mm-hmm. by the way, to hire someone who's pre-de-risked, in other words, who walks in with the pedigree and the credentials, we'd have to pay them a lot more than we're going to bring this person up to. So the replacement yeah. cost is high. And I, and I think that that should work. And if that doesn't work, you need you might want to consider a new employer because you work for scumbags. Yeah. Especially given that this is a well-funded startup that's in like hyper-growth mode. This money means nothing to the company, the amounts we're talking about here. Wait, why do you know it's well-funded in hyper-growth mode? Oh, something I, edit, something I edited out was that it's a well-funded... Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that totally changes it. Yeah, if they have a fridge full of startup water that costs more than this person's <laughs> salary, then you got to tip that fridge over in a rage. That's the only option. Like, yeah, if they have money, this is what it's for. It's not for their hammock beanbag chair massage <laughs> combination <Yeah>. things <laughs> a hanging beanbag massage chair <laughs> oh, it's the ultimate it's the ultimate startup perk that's how i know i've made it <laughs> forget the corner office in the sky rise Oh my gosh that's so funny All right have we answered the question I think so let's read our next question your turn i think I will read it. This is from an anonymous listener. I recently joined a new company. Hooray! And even more exciting, I'm engaged. Double hooray! Previously, I've focused heavily on my career progression and decided what a good job for me was based on my selfish reasons, like more pay. Now my priorities are shifting towards family first, and I've been looking into any parental benefits the company may offer. Unfortunately, 
There are none. Is it worth looking around for a company that will provide better parental benefits and childcare days? Huh. Congratulations on your new job and your, I guess they're not new, your your new relationship with the same person that you've had a relationship with before. Your new, your new level of commitment. Pre-congratulations on your upcoming wedding. That's right. Yeah, that's cool. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, so quit your job is always an option to repeat the advice from the last question. Yeah, you can just say, I mean, there are companies with great parental leave policies. Oh, yeah. I think Netflix famously has a year of parental leave. Paid? Paid. Yeah, paid parental leave. Good heavens. That's a lot. It is. My company has 12 weeks, which sounded like an outrageously large amount of time until I used it and then seemed like a good amount. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are, I think expectations are changing a little bit and companies are starting to use these to incentivize and attract talent, not just because the government said they had to, or I don't know, somebody like a high enough person in the org chart wanted parental leave or something like it's, I think the the momentum is behind this. So I don't think it's wrong for you to say, yeah, I want this and you don't have it here. But another option besides quitting your job is turn this job into a job that has parental leave. You can push for this stuff. Okay. Someone usually does when it first starts, right? Like they don't have leave, then they have it. Something had to happen. So this could be you. You could be patient zero on parental leave. You could be patient zero. It depends a lot on the culture of the company and you might be opening yourself up to a lot of risk. If you work at a horrible place and say you're a woman who's pregnant or something, we don't know the gender of this person, but if they're evil, then they'll say like, oh, we can't have a woman who has a baby because then she'll quit and not want to work here anymore and it'll be a waste of time. So you might find out some values from your company very clearly. Right. It's a a great way to get a clear picture of what your company actually wants to do. And it's it's like you can't ask someone, are you evil? But you can say, yeah. will you give me parental leave and then see how they react? <laughs> yeah. And if they say no, because it wouldn't be worth it, because then you'll quit afterwards, because that's what we think moms do. Then you say, what about now? <laughs> what if I quit now? <laughs> yeah, they're out there. They're definitely out there. By they're out there, I mean, well, evil is out there for sure, but <laughs> but good parental policies are out there. Yeah. And this is something that has changed a lot over the course of my career. So I've been in the industry now for about 20 years, depending on how you measure And I had never heard of, A, parental leave for fathers, first of all, and B, 12 weeks, that's that's a ton of time off. Now it's commonplace. In fact, most companies that I've seen recently offer that. And I had a lot of kids over the last 20 years, and I kind of feel like I'm owed (laughs) owed something now. (laughs) You're owed like teenager rearing leave or something? For, For my like... For one of my children, I I think I took enough leave to go to the hospital with my wife, deliver the baby, and then went to work like the next day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like I'm owed something. Okay. Well, maybe this listener can tell you what company it's for and then you can be the advocate for them. Oh, so I have to give even more now? Say, hey, I know I haven't ever worked for you, <laughs> but just the universe owes me this leave. So I would like you to pay me to not right. work there for 12 weeks and then I'll... We go back to not working there for free. <laughs> Think of the bargain it'll be for you when I stop taking my parental leave. <laughs> <laughs> You'll save a ton of money. Yeah, I don't think this is wrong at all. I mean, life events happen and they change priorities pretty regularly. And it, I think it's fine to say, I, I don't think you've made some solemn pact to stay at this job for forever, despite them not giving you what you feel like is important to you now. Yeah, definitely. So 
Now, is it worth looking around for another company that will provide better parental leave? If you choose to do this, which I think is absolutely fine. I mean, it is like the theme song of our show to go looking for other jobs. If you choose to do it, try to find out the leave policy outside of the interview process. And let me explain what I mean by that. If your main motivation in changing jobs is all around work-life balance, and that becomes the main thing you talk about, the questions you ask all the interviewers is all about that, it can bode poorly for your prospects at that company. It can make you look like, I'm just looking for a job that I can come and not do. Right? Yeah, I'm looking to not do a lot of work. (laughs) Will that be okay? Yeah. What kind of culture do you have in terms of not working? <laughs> so try to find all that information out on the sidelines before you dive in, and then you can just jump into the interview process and put your absolute best foot forward. And it's hard, though, because you want to ask these questions in the interview from actual people who work there and say, yeah, I know on paper that your company says you have a nice parental leave policy and childcare days, but do you actually take those? You know, And that's a question you want to ask. Try to find another vector for asking those questions. Yeah, that's a good point. There have been a lot of unused parental leave days at companies across the world. So the the policy and practice is important too. Yes. Yeah, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to have an insider at the company that you're you're evaluating for working there. Oh yeah. But this is a very specific case of where it's really helpful, not just for recommending you, but getting this sneak preview inside it. Yeah. Um, I had a friend put me in touch with somebody who had just come off of parental leave uh-huh. at a company and they described both like how they approached taking it and also what the culture was around the company at it. And it left me with a very positive impression of, huh. like, yeah, this person took it. It was great. It was celebrated. It had no negative repercussions whatsoever in their work. And it had very positive effects on their life. And I feel like I, I would trust them to do that for me too, if I went to that same company. Awesome. So that's the other universal advice besides quit your job is find someone who already works there so you can ask them questions and then use it to ask about parental leave. Yes. There's so much more than just quitting your job. Yeah. You have to do this first before you quit your job. I also wonder if in some ways remote is better for childcare and in some ways it's worse. It's better in that there's more flexibility and it's worse in that they can blend together a lot more than they used to be able to. Where before, if you needed childcare and you had to go to an office, then you had to have daycare or send your child to someone else to watch. And now you can sort of try and juggle them both at the same time. And it sucks and it's really hard and you can't do them well and unless you're superhuman. So I, I think my point is you might think, oh, I can just work remote and, and take care of an infant. And if you can, then I look forward to you leading the country as president one day because you are <laughs> pretty talented. You're unstoppable. It's going to be hard. Oh, that's another point. You look for jobs, selfish, more pay. You can just use money instead of your own time and pay someone else to raise your child. <laughs> Like 1800s aristocracy or something. Yeah, the wet nurse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Your kid would just disappear until it could speak full sentences to you. Until it could support you with its own income. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, money can solve all problems. That's true. And it doesn't create any new ones. No. (laughs) Uh, Well, we better tell our last question asker that. Yeah. I think their company thinks it's going to create a bunch of new problems for them. Yep. All right, have we answered the question? I think so. Good luck. This is a great question. These are two really interesting questions, actually, that I'm still kind of yeah. reeling over the other one. It's just, oh, it's such a catch-22. Okay. We should stop answering questions. All right. I declare the questions answered. 
<laughs> what can people do if they want their own questions answered, Dave? Go to softskills.audio and click ask a question. Thank you so much to everyone who's done that. We get so many questions and we really appreciate every single one. We will eventually answer all of them. And if you want to support the show, go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon. We love you. Catch you next week. Bye.